0: Welcome to another podcast from Fire Church Ministries. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Alex Barsinez. You are so worthy, Lord. You are so worthy. So good. You may be seated. I'm- Jess, you wrecked me. <laughs> um, I, was, I, was, I was actually already wrecked during worship because um, God is so good, and He, he gave me this sermon. Um, in fact, during our family holiday at the start of this year in Bowen Heads in Jong area, and it's called "Building on Firm Foundations," and you know, it's such a prophetic Sunday this morning because God said to me. It's now time to to speak this word I've given to you. And I was going to check in with Kyle, that worship leader, just to uh, see if we can do the song, Build My Life. And sure enough, I asked Jess, as a song that's been put up on Wednesday, and it was there. And I was wrecked during worship because, as Hosea 3 and 5, it says, in the last days, they will tremble in awe. They will tremble in awe They will tremble in awe of the Lord and of His goodness. Looking back, from when I was a young kid growing up with so much insecurities, so much hurt from a family breakdown, and and even as a young believer, all that I was going through to celebrate God and His goodness now had me wrecked. And I thought I'd be fine coming up here, no tears. But then Jess reminded me about my weird group of friends from Plan Shakers and how amazing that friendship group was. We'd stay up all night in cafes, Cafe Greco's Chapel Street, talking about God till 4 a.m., 24-hour, seven-days-a-week cafe. We'd often find ourselves as uni students, casual jobs, we'd have the freedom to just hang out all night, talk about God and His goodness and His promises. And believing one day God will use us. One day we'll marry the woman of our dreams. The woman of my dreams. Amen. And I was wrecked as just reminded me of those days. And how, how far God has taken us. And how far God has taken me. And it's honestly because of the foundations in which God has laid upon me to build on. And it's so encouraging and so... I'm so privileged and honored to share this with you, I'm so sorry, I'm I'm going through this with a whole bunch of emotional stuff going on, thank you, thank you Pastor Charles, but I really don't want to preach for too long this morning because I sense that God does want to do a work and I want to get it out of the way as well, but building on firm foundations, let's pick it up in Matthew 7 verse 24 to 27, everyone Matthew 7 24 to 27. I'm not commanding you, everyone. It actually starts with everyone. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock, and the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house. But it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. Everyone say the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand, and the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Father God, just thank you for this moment right now. Over the next few minutes, God, I pray that you would just speak through me. And in me, God, I, I pray, God, that you would just change lives today. Don't let it just be information. Let it be transformation in people's hearts in minds so that they will walk out different today, God, whether they're new or seasoned Christians, Lord. Well, I believe there's a fresh word for everyone. Uh, thank you, Lord, for you've given me this honor and privilege to just be able to share your truth and your word. Let it come forth so powerfully with authority and boldness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If we can turn to that picture I sent through earlier. So, a- as I mentioned, earlier this year, in between jobs going from my previous workplace working for here, we decided to go on a little family break. And this is at Barwon Heads Beach, if you guys are familiar with that area. There's a little uh, bridge there. It's a safe family uh, beach area where there's not much waves. But we decided to create a little sand castle, as you do as a-, a group of uh, you know people on the beach, and especially kids, because they, they love creating all sorts of different things. I, I like tunnels. I like digging for tunnels and having a little waterway. And that little house there is actually a little sandcastle mold. I'll put it on there. As soon as I put it on there, I, I felt God say, take a picture of this, because you are going to preach on this one day. And who knows, as we've just read there, that it says, it's like a man who hears the word of God doesn't apply them, is like one who builds his house on the sand. That when the winds come, when the storms come, it will be greatly destroyed. But the one who hears my word and applies it, is like one who builds his house on the rock. So when the winds come, when the pressures of life come, when the attacks of the enemy comes, then you know that you're not going to be swayed. Because you're going to go back to the Word of God, your, your life is built on a firm foundation. I remember growing up thinking I had to impress people. I really had to impress people. Mom and my stepdad sent my brother and I to a private school, Catholic all-boys private school. And, you know, I'm Asian, that's obvious, and as with an Asian mom, she had expectations of me to have a really high-end career. And unfortunately for her, it was probably a little bit too late to request that. At year 11, halfway through, she goes, I'd like you to be a doctor one day. I go, well, that's a bit challenging because I have no interest in biology. I wasn't even signed up in any, any of those uh, subjects. I was more in the arts, into the arts, geography, history, also business, business management, and economics. So I did the next best thing I could do for my and and go for a course straight after high school, into uni, which was banking and finance. I thought, that, that might please my mum. That sounds like a pretty, uh, you know, well-respecting career. And in that course, I realized soon enough, I, I really don't like this. I, I don't like accounting. I don't like, I, I like the business side of things. But the numbers and figures and investments, all that kind of gear, really didn't, didn't appeal to me. And three months into my course, actually no, seven months into my course, I became a born-again Christian, I Started reading the word of God, I started seeing scriptures about reaching out to the lost. And so, so it would be I'll, I'll be walking past a bunch of believers randomly on a Saturday night at Flinders Street station, witnessing to the lost. I go, I've read this before my word, I'm just going to join them. And I'll, I'll join that career, I get to know them. I watch on the Christian channel. Uh, Kirk Cameron, who remembers Kirk from the 80s and 90s, he had a TV show, and then he became a Christian, and he had a show called who remembers what was it called? Full House was the was a sitcom, but on the Christian Channel, we had this witnessing equipping type of TV show with uh, Way, of the Way of the Master. Thank you, Way of the Master. And so, he, he kind of like he spelled it out, the, the key steps to witnessing to the lost. And I was I was applying that, and sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. And as a young believer, I thought this this is cool. I'm I'm so hungry. I'm so passionate for the Word of God, but I'm still stuck in this course, banking and finance, I a, a lawyer that really, really felt I like really got bored it, fell asleep during the lectures, especially accounting lectures. And God called me out and said, it's time for you to now leave this course because this is not your call. He, he, I sensed into my heart that the call of my life was going to be witnessing to the loss in, in ministry, but I was so afraid, full of insecurities, I can't even speak to people in public, in, in, in public settings like this, One-on-one was fine, but put me up on stage, I'd be so terrified. And so I would would work uh, after that in selling mobile phones. And then soon after, an opportunity came to actually work for Commonwealth Bank, ironically enough, but in a sales position. And my mum was happy again. So here's his dropout, banking and finance, selling mobile phones now. But look, he's got a banking and finance job. Mum was happy again. It's kind of like this up and down with mum. And 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 then a sense from God that He wanted me to enroll in Bible college. And sure enough, pressures of the banking world, full-time study was starting to cave in. And I thought, I've got to pursue the call of God on my life. I quit my job. Guess how my mom felt. <laughs> Went back to selling mobile phones, because it was actually a pretty decent coin back then, and started studying full time. And I share this because if we're unaware of what God has asked us to do, if we're not basing it on the foundations of which God has laid out for us through Scripture. So we, re- we read Scripture because we grow in the knowledge of God. And we, when we grow in the knowledge of God, we learn to, to hear and, and understand His heart. And when you understand His heart, you understand His love. That He would say to you that you are more than a conqueror, that His plans are for you and not against you, to give you hope and a future that it's called you to win the loss to him, to set the captives free. So I would read my Bible, and I felt confident, yep, this is, it. This is the, the right decision. I need to leave this job that's causing so much pressure, I can't even do my studies properly. And so I did. And, and it, it seemed a little bit challenging at times, working casual part-time and, and doing this, this study, but I always went back to the Word of God. See, John 1 says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things came into being through Him, and apart from Him, nothing came into being that has come into being. In Him was life, and life was the light of men. Do you want to live a life full of God? Do you want to live a life that is full of light? Do you want to live a life knowing God? It's clear here in Scripture, it says that He was God. The, the Word of God is God. and it became flesh. Do you want to get to know Jesus? Read His Word. Invest time in His Word. Do we spend more time watching TV, hanging out with friends, being on social media, than we do in the presence of God and reading His Word? Because who knows that if we build our life based on the opinions of people, of the expectations of our parents, and I love my mum dearly, she's happy with me now. I've <laughs> given her three grandkids. But if we live our life building a foundation of the expectation of others and their opinions, who knows, that's all temporary. The Bible says, the grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Do you want to build your life on something that endures forever? So the first foundation that you want to build your life on is the word of God. It started off in that scripture I read in Matthew, that everyone who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. You've got to hear the Word of God. You've got to take it in. You've got to read it. As a hungry young believer, I like how Peter Mack puts it. He was very similar. We were ravenous, still are, but ravenous to, hear, to understand more about the things of God, to watch Christian shows and listen to worship and get amongst courses and just study out the Word of God, but nothing compares to the pure Word of God that daily bread, that fresh manna that God will give you and speak directly into your heart about. The second foundation requires application. Because remember it says, those who hear these words of mine and do them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Applying the word of God is not always easy, but it is worth it. You know, it says here, in 1 Corinthians 6, 9 to 11, do you not know, First Corinthians, I'll give you a chance to uh, get to that, 1 Corinthians 6, 9 to 11, and I'll, I'll share something very quickly before I read that scripture out, actually. As a young believer, I was actually dating someone, and, you know, to my very best efforts, I tried to convert this person to be a Christian. And admittedly, yes, we lived in sin. I met her in the nightclubs. It's not an ideal place if you're a man or woman, God, please don't, do not go to the nightclubs for a future partner. And I delayed my obedience. God had asked me to break off and cut off that relationship. And I delayed it. I waited, I think, nine months until I finally I, I realized this isn't going anywhere. This isn't going anywhere. But as I read scriptures, there'll be times where God will convict me. And it will say, do the right thing, son. And 1 Corinthians 9, sorry, 1 Corinthians 6, verse 9 to 11. 1 Corinthians 6, 9 to 11. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, so people who have sex before marriage, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the power, by the Spirit of our God. And I would read these things, and I would understand God doesn't want me to sin anymore. God doesn't want me to do these things anymore. In fact, I was ignoring it so much that he gave me a dream that we were at this heavenly-looking shopping center. It was a funny little dream. But at the entrance was this angel with the book of life, and he was letting people in. I came up for my turn to so walk into this little shopping center, which looked pretty awesome. And he looked down at the book of life, and he said, sorry, sir, your name's not here. And that terrified me. I, knew exact, I woke up right away, I knew exactly what God was saying. You're living in sin. You can't keep this up anymore. There's a plan and a purpose for your life, but you can't step into its fullness if you're holding on to this sin. And so like hearing the Word of God, reading it for yourself but not applying it, it's like one who would look into a mirror and forget what they look like. It says that in James. James, James says it like this. James 1, and 25. But be doers of the word of God, not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away, and at once forgets what he looks like. It's interesting that God would use in Scripture that analogy, that it's like one looking into the mirror when you hear the Word of God and don't apply it because it talks about identity. When you read the Word of God, what it says about your life, the promises that God has for your life and who you are, it's who you're meant to grow into. Be like Christ. Imitate Christ. But if we don't apply it, It's like looking into a mirror and forgetting what we look like, forgetting who we we really are. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, liberty, and preserves, being no hero who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. Everyone say, he will be blessed in his doing. Nudge your neighbor and say, be blessed in your doing. you want to be a reader of the Word of God and you want to be a doer because doers of the Word of God experience breakthrough. They allow God to break their will, their own plans, their own strategies for their own life. If you want breakthrough, seek God. Lay it all down. Doers of the Word of God know that even they sow in tears, they know eventually, because God is so good, they will reap in songs of joy Doers of the Word word of God see miracles happen, because even when it looks impossible, they know who their God is. So they don't back down, they don't give up, they don't cave in, they press in. Doers of the Word of God are like Daniel, where it says, those who know their God shall do great and mighty exploits. So get to know your word. Get to know God through the word. But as a result, you will do great and mighty exploits. The last point, like I said, I don't want to preach for too long today. I really want to get out of the way. Let Holy Spirit do what He wants. Do things with God and not just for God. Let me read you Scripture. Scripture to explain what I mean. So before that first scripture I read about the wise builder, building on the rock, let's maybe understand what's the context behind that. And right before that, Matthew 7, 21 to 23, the two verses right before that says this, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? Aren't I super Christian? Won't you let me in? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. See, doing the activity without the relationship is actually not building on a solid foundation. It's not a firm foundation. It's just religious acts. And I came up with that point. Do things with God. They're not just for God. Earlier this week, I caught up with a friend. I want to say who he is. He's part of this church. An amazing man of God. Thriving business. We knew each other back from Bible college days. Went to Israel together. A shy little guy. guy. Shy guy. He's grown up to be such a bold, ferocious, tenacious business person, impacting earth with the truth of the gospel, preaching to the lost, going to omissions trips. But we had an honest conversation. We said to ourselves, because we're talking about foundations, that's confirmation for me, what I'm going to be speaking on this Sunday. And he goes, yeah, I have honest conversations. I ask myself hard questions at times if I look back over the last 10 years and take stock of my life, how much of it was actually for God versus how much of it was actually with God according to His will, His plans. Because remember it says here, he who does the will of my Father in heaven shall enter. Not just the ones who does the activities for the sake of activity's sake, But he who does the will of my Father. Thanks for listening to another message from Fire Church Ministries. For more messages like this and other resources and information, go to our website firechurch.com.au.